Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It is the one and only V, the girl economist, coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News. And I am flying solo because El Cuco is on the road today. And with that being said, also check us out, roguenews.com, Rogue News on every single podcasting app known to humanity. The links are all in the description box, folks. You can get it over there. And also make sure you check out our paid sponsors, mycbdedibles.com, mycbdedibles.com. Hit the discount code Rogue25 to get 25% off your cbd edible purchase and with that being said a late start to the day i apologize it's been uh, kind of hectic i had uh, a couple of things i'd take care of this morning uh siege on the road oh lots of stuff going on the global situation spinning faster and faster out of control and it seems and i was reading some of the comments here on the live chat it seems that uh, yes i agree with all of you and what you all are saying the central bankers are going for broke. And in fact, the greatest Ponzi scheme ever hoisted upon humanity that they've been running roughshod for the last 100 years and especially gotten acute over the last decade or so is coming to an end and they're about to pull the rug from underneath all of us. Now, that Ponzi scheme that I'm talking about is the central banking concept. And we know this, that it's almost over, because they're hoisting upon us the Great Reset, the Green New Deal. It's got all these wonderful things for the most low IQ people to accept. And isn't it a wonder, folks? Is it a, is it a wonder that you're seeing mass migration occurring in Europe? Is it a wonder that you're seeing mass migration occurring here in the United States? Is it a wonder? Why are they roughshodding? Like right now, 34,000 people that have crossed across the border have been given legal work permits. How do you like that in apples, right? Several tens of thousands more will be doing the same. And then they're figuring out how, well, there's only 11 million illegals here. There's only 11 million legals. How are we going to legalize them all? We've got to give these dreamers a chance for citizenship. Oh. It's like 30 million illegals here, and they're not going to give you a ch- to give them a chance for anything but citizenship. They're going for broke. So what happens is the more stupid people you have, the more idiots you import, the more low IQ, low brow people who don't know their elbow from their rear ends, don't know what the concept of freedom is, don't know, don't even have a proper education. I'm telling you right now, look, folks, we all know this. It ain't rocket scientists that are crossing the border. It ain't doctors. It ain't engineers. It ain't any of that. It's people that are in the most destitute of situations. They're not importing talent into this country. 
And the Democrats, who, who are the most evil, banal group I've ever encountered in the history of, of, of political parties, are doing their darndest to make sure that these people become U.S. citizens in order to flip the vote. Why? Because you need these people. You need mass migration. So it looks like the ideals of the Great Reset, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Right? Klaus Schwab and the crew. Please ignore my satanic Luciferian pajamas. You will own nothing and you will be happy. That appeals to the unwashed masses. That appeals to those whose IQs are anywhere between 75 and 90. It appeals to them. What? I get free stuff? Oh my God, the government will take care of me? Because they're from a country where government is corrupt. Our government is just as corrupt as they are, except our government is a lot more sophisticated to the point where the average person can't name the corruption. But those of us who know, those of us who study this stuff, Folks like you who follow this stuff know what the corruption's all about. You see it in broad daylight. You're like, God dang it, man. This, this is ridiculous. But the unwashed masses that are coming across, they don't know. And so they want more of these unwashed masses. And let's be honest here, folks. This whole entire Green New Deal, this whole entire Build Back Better, this whole entire Global Reset is nothing but the final act of a long-running Ponzi scheme. You see, the Ponzi scheme works so long as, so long as you have willing suckers coming into play. The Ponzi scheme works so long as the IOUs are handed out. The Ponzi scheme works just so, as, so long as everybody that's involved in the scheme doesn't ask for all their money back at the same time. We're at that stage. And so now the last and final scheme that these guys have cooked up and concocted, we're seeing that play out. What am I talking about? Well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. 150 billion? No, 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 no. It's not a billion. What is the Great Reset? Is it 150 billion, maybe 250? Is it 500 billion dollars? No, 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 no. Is it 1 trillion? No. Is it 10 trillion dollar wealth confiscation scheme? Is it that? No, no, no. It's not even 10. It must be 50 trillion dollars. No, 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 no. Folks, let me explain to you. We are looking at, you know, Zero Hedge has an article out saying 150 trillion. Folks, we are looking at anywhere between two to three hundred trillion dollar global asset transfer. Let that sink in. You are looking at the largest transfer of wealth. And I'm not saying that these guys are going to be successful even transferring at least two trillion or even one trillion worth of anything. But the ambition that these sons of bitches have is incredible. They're ambitious enough to say, hey, you know what? The most conservative number is $150 trillion. trillion with a T. I mean, let me give you an idea, right? You know, the, the idiot Bill Gates, the vaccine Gates, I, I think at the last count was valued because of his overinflated stock portfolios and the overinflated numbers on Wall Street, which leads to overinflated stock numbers. Give him a value of $160 billion. 
And if you were making $500,000 a year and you saved every single one of those $500,000 per year, you saved it, 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 it'll take you 3,000 years to make $160 billion. So now we're not even talking about that. We're talking about trillion. $150 trillion. If you were working and you were working at $500,000 a year, I don't know, how about... 30,000 years? I'm sorry, 300,000 years? I mean, it's just... uh, It's insane. But this is what we're dealing with. So the global reset is is upon us. What is it exactly? Here's the article. We now live in a world where bizarro headlines such as the ones below have become a daily, if not hourly, occurrence. Let me just bring this up real quick. So y'all could y'all could follow along with me. Yes. That's right, Harry. Add derivatives to that cocktail. 100% right. We live in a world. It's a bizarre world. It's a clown world. It's a, a land of make-believe, a land where nothing's based on nothing and anything goes. What a world we live in where nothing is real. And these are the hourly occurrences. These are some of the headlines. Treasury to study the impact of climate on households and communities. Do you really give a rat's end? These guys are going to spend several hundred millions of dollars, maybe even a billion dollars or two. If they say, oh, we're going to spend $100 million or $300 million to study the impact of climate change on households, I bet your bottom dollars usually double that number. And it's not because they care that, that the average household neighborhood temperature might have went up 0.001 degree year-over-year change, decade-over-decade change. They don't give a rat's around about that. The point is they are creating a bureaucracy in order to waste and funnel money. Wealth attraction. Treasury launches effort on climate-related financial risk. Do you honestly think this? I mean, look at some of these headlines, folks. Brain odd. Climate scenario analysis will help identify risks. Again, brain art again. Climate change could have profound economic effects. Mester, Fed looks to climate change from view of risks to banks. I think starting November 1st, I don't think I can even say the word climate change. I would just call it CC at that point. We're going to have to abbreviate and use euphemisms to even communicate basic understandings. Folks, we are living in some sort of a weird world. It is an amalgam of animal farm meets 1984, sprinkled with a brave new world, and in the and set in the scenery of Atlas Shrugged. That's where we're living in the world today. Can't even speak language anymore. Cannot even communicate ideas. It's dangerous. All this climate change risk, Fed should consider climate change risk. Now, check this out. Why are they doing this? Why is it that all of a sudden banks are worried about climate change? Why is it that petrochemical companies are all of a sudden worried about climate change. Because reordering the planet, folks, 
is a major windfall for them, including big oil. Big oil wants you to drive electric cars. Huh? <laughs> Reggie? As Scooby would say. Jeez, like Scoob. That's right. Big oil wants you to drive electric cars. And the pol the politicians, the, the bureaucrats want you to drive electric cars in electric grids and in compact controlled grid electric cities. That everything is surveilled. You have the ubiquitous internet of things. Everything is interconnected. Everything is spying on you. There's zero privacy. And you're exposed. Now, you might ask yourself, well, V, why does big oil want me to drive electric cars? Simple. It is a known fact, and the, and the numbers on this keeps growing, it is a known fact to create an electric car takes more barrels of oil than to create a conventional car. That's right. And then to create the grid system and having the grid system run on power plants also takes a great deal of oil. Now, this whole entire scheme would work if they, if all of a sudden everyone went with a thorium reactor, nuclear power, cold fusion, some other next-level technology that will provide cheap, incredible electricity and power where the grid can handle. But that is not to be. That is why from Europe to the U.S., folks, nuclear power is resisted by the most retarded people on God's green earth. We're not ruled by talent. And I will often describe the Chinese setup as democracy on the bottom, data in the middle, talent at the top. You know, it's a meritocracy. Ours is democracy on the bottom, stupidity in the middle, and corruption on the top. And that's where we are. That's where we are. So let's get back into this article real quick. Now, in case someone is still confused, none of these institutions, not a single of the erudite officials running them, give a rat's rear end about the climate, about climate risks, or the fate of the future generations of Americans. I want you to think about this. We're talking about corporations, banks, and companies that are kicking the can down the road. Their entire reason to act is to kick the can down the road. They don't. It's it's temporary profits in this face of long-term risk. So all of a sudden, these banksters and wanksters, okay, all of a sudden, these captains of these curmudgeon industries, these predatory vulture capitalists, all of a sudden, they have a long-term outlook. Folks, you got to understand, these are guys who, you got to, the, the modus operandi, the, 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 the mode that these guys operate in has always been take the hill. All right, well, we took the hill. What do we do next? I don't know. So they took the hill 100 years ago with central banking, right? And since then, they've been trying to figure out what the exit strategy would be. And it's not quite, the, the world has not quite worked out to exactly how they want. So now these morons are thinking to themselves that, 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 that this is going to be their exit strategy. We're going to do this. We're going to pull off the, the greatest reset. And we're going to convince the population because the population is dumb or they're hoping that you're dumb so they can pull this off. 
So all of a sudden, these guys who've been kicking the can down the road, all these guys who've been coming up with temporary stopgap measures, all of a sudden now they care about long-term systemic risk. They worry about the one-degree Fahrenheit rise in global temperatures all of a sudden. They just care. Think about that for a second. If these guys care, the U.S. debt and the unfunded liabilities will not be shy of $200 trillion, folks. If they cared, they wouldn't allow the 2008 financial collapse. If they cared, we wouldn't have a $400, $500 trillion derivative debt in zombie institutions on Wall Street, all the while they lied to you saying, yeah, we took the, 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 the debt off our books. Everything's been paid down. The derivatives are paid down. A bunch of lies. They're using accounting gymnastics in order to cover their crimes. So what is going on here? Why is it that virtually every topic these days has to do with climate change and net zero, green energy, and all this other stuff? It's incredible to see this, folks. So what's going on? Net zero. The reason one, if you, the Zero Head uh, article nails it. The reason is one would correctly suspect is money. 150 trillion of it. Earlier today, Bank of America published one of its most massive thematic research tomes. It's a thematic research, folks. This time covering transwarming. Is that a new gender? Transwarming? I mean, look at this. Transwarming. There it is. Transwarming. Huh. Sounds like uh, what happens uh, when you have too many of these uh, scantily clad bodies at these uh, rainbow parades. Right? Transwarming. And serves as a massive primer to today's net zero reality. The report, which is available to all, is actually a must-read. Interesting, chock full of data and charts such as these. And handy cheat sheets, right? None of which happen to mention that China's role in the global climate change crisis, of course. After all, it can't defend Beijing and lose its biggest revenue stream now, can we? And comes at a very precarious time for the green cause. Just when soaring energy prices around the globe, as a result of the escalating global energy crisis, threatens to crush any grassroots support to fight global warming as a report author Chaim Israel writes, this is the decade of climate action, and COP26 will be the tipping point of the race to reach net zero emissions, the balance of reducing and removing carbon emissions from the atmosphere to achieve it and transition to clean technologies in all sectors at an unprecedented rate would be required. With the steering of the governments and the willingness of society, this is the last decade to act. Absolute water scarcity, like for the 1.8 billion people, 100 million face poverty, 800 million at risk from rising sea levels uh, by 2025. Climate migration could reach 143 million from emerging markets driven by extreme weather. None of this is anything new. If you've been following these morons for the last several decades, this is the same crap they parrot. You see, this is the definition of the ruling class. They're idiots. 
And this is why you need not worry about morons. But you should worry about the fact that most elites are idiots and most of the people that believe them are also idiots and most of the people that live in our countries are also idiots. That is the unfortunate thing. The good news is that the elites are morons. The bad news is that the elites are morons. And that's what makes it dangerous. That's what makes it dangerous. None of this is new. And while it's handy to have a centralized compendium of the data, a five-minute Google search can provide all the answers that are accepted dogma by the green lobby. I don't even recommend Google searching. Google, Google sucks at searches. You used to be able to Google search. Now I got to go on Bra- uh, Brave, put down Quant or some other search engine, DuckDuckGo, and, but they use repackaged Google stuff, Wolfram Alpha, whatever the hell it is, and then do uh, some sort of search in order to find anything these days. But while we don't care about the charts, the cheat sheets, and the propaganda, what we're interested in is the bottom line. How much would this green utopia cost? Because if the net zero ESG green narrative is pushed so hard 24-7, you know it will cost a lot. Turns out, okay, I just lost my page. I just lost my page. Turns out it will cost a, a whole lot, a tremendous amount, okay, a tremendous amount. 150 trillion. Now, folks, you, you and I know both know you've been following me. I've been telling you these guys with their build back better and net zero and green new deal. These are just projects that are designed expressly to extract wealth. Nothing will be built. There will be some token roads paved in the middle of nowhere. There'll be some offhanded, half completed, dangerous suspension bridge somewhere. There will be a, a, a re-renovated building or uh, a, a tunnel or something somewhere, but it's nothing to cause the impact that people are looking for in terms of, oh, my God, we're going to get jobs if we vote for the Green New Steel. So why are they doing this? Why are the elites deindustrializing the West? And, folks, when you hear Green New Deal, when you hear Build Back Better, when you hear Great Reset, all it is is deindustrialization. It is the plunge to poverty. Folks, in 2008, I wrote an article, a lengthy, multi, 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 multi page article that was disseminated in a few investment houses. It was shared with fund managers. It was titled Brandon Circus. The, the, some of the aspects of that was actually leaked out, and a few other people took that and, and wrote it. And one of the things I, I coined. In 2008 and 2009, I coined it, was, uh, it was called Currency Wars. And that word, Currency Wars, was later popularized by the Brazilian economist, whose name that I forget at the moment, who popularized that coin that I wrote down. I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but this is the reality of the situation. And in it, I talk about Currency Wars, the race to the bottom. Everybody's hyperinflating, everybody's pumping, everybody's dumping, and it's a race to the bottom. And so the question becomes, once you understand that we've been in the currency war since the 2008 financial collapse, and it's a race to the bottom, you have to understand, folks, in the industrialized West that has offloaded 
its manufacturing base. It has offloaded its production base. And it has sold its population on the lie that we are no longer a... We're no longer a, uh, a, a, a a production or a manufacturing economy. We're a service-based economy. And we switch to what is known as a fire economy. Finance, insurance, real estate. So which basically is a speculative economy. In other words, we take the 10% of what should be a healthy economy, flipped it on its head, made the 10%, which is finance, insurance, real estate, and made that 90-some-odd percent of the economy while eviscerating manufacturing and production. So everything from then on is all fake, phony baloney. And the Ponzi scheme worked until things went sideways on in 2008. And when things went sideways in 2008, <laughs> that's when a lot of countries in the world woke up. And that's when the first meetings of the SEO began. And that's when all of a sudden the, 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 the cries for an alternative to the Anglo-American power structure, the cries for an alternative to the unipolar world, to the West, that cry started uh, to emerge all over from sea to shining sea all over the planet. And the one belt, one, one road was born. And the Eurasian trade zone was born out of that desperate need to de-dollarize or die. And so the Ponzi makers understood that, hey, you know what? Here's the deal. Asia and the East is going to sit there and manufacture. We're going to consume. Now, you can read all the globalist white papers and publications going back hundreds of years. This was their whole thing. The decadent West will lead the world into a one-world government, into a one-world order ruled by one individual who's going to be their transhumanist savior. And the East is going to be a bunch of slaves, working class serfs who will supply the West with all the goods they need. And then the East will have, of course, their little kingdoms and their serfs and their, the ten kings of the East will give homage to the one world ruler, this whole nine yards. This is what they've, this is what they've jerked off to for the last several hundred years. This idea that they're the, king, the kings, you know, the kings of the earth. And they were absolutely ecstatic about it. Except one problem happened. You see, people of the East have something that people of the West damn near have basically forgot. It's been bred out of the people in the West. And that's called culture. And that's called tradition. And one of the things that the globalists, because they don't believe, the very core of the philosophy is that they do not believe in nation states. They do not believe in the concept of culture. They don't care for it. So in all their computer modeling, and all their wargaming, and all their future planning, they never, ever considered culture. And they never understood that culture is the most powerful driver. It is, you cannot break it, you cannot shatter it. It is the commonality, the affinity that holds nations together. And people in the East, the nations of the East, the rulers of the East, were not simply going to let that go by. And so several decades went by in the 70s and the 80s as the East, though they continued to become the factory floor of the West, they started accumulating wealth. Until one day the rulers of the East said, you know what, if we just get rid of the West, if we just play by our own rules because we're amassing wealth and we're starting to pull our own people out of poverty, we don't need to play this game. 
And so the decadent West and the elites of the West and all their hubris and all their blindness kept on going on. They thought everything was fine. Status quo is great. The, you know, the CCP is happy. The Russian oligarchs are happy. Everything's fine. And all of a sudden, reforms started happening in China. Reforms started happening in Russia. And a Vladimir Putin stepped up. A Deng Xiaoping stepped up. And all of a sudden, massive changes started happening. Rumors of something called a one belt, one road started circulating all throughout the West. And they thought they poo-pooed it. This is, this is no freaking way. We're the kings. We're the captains of industry. We're the lords of all we serve. There's no way that these serfs will ever rebel against our, our iron fist. We will have, as Kissinger say, as Kissinger would say, we will have our we will have our one world government. We will have a new world order, whether it is by force or by choice. We will have a new world order. Kissinger, right? We'll have the new world order, they said. Whether it is by consent or force, we'll have it. Now, all of a sudden, fast forward a couple more years, the breakaway started happening. And the East started growing in power. Wealth started to amass. And then the, the West, so decadent, so bloated, so filled with so many mechanisms of bureaucracy that in order for it to even move effectively, it would take them weeks and months even for them to respond, was totally caught off guard. Blinded by their hubris, they looked toward the East and they said, hey, you know what, knock it off. We're still kings. And all of a sudden, the West wakes up circa 2015 and realizes he has no clothes. Realizes that in all of their decades and, cent and centuries of building up their systems, all they have created is a supply chain of yes-men. All they have created are think tanks of yes-men, institutions of yes-men, people who basically peddle the lie and the BS that they are the greatest, they are the best, they are indispensable, they are exceptional, and they will never and, and the Reich will rise for a thousand years. They never saw their own weakness coming. And 2008 was the, was the wake-up call for that. And now the West realized, holy crap, we're bankrupt. Holy crap, we have no industry. Holy crap, we've been outplayed. We've been outgunned. We've been playing Chinese. We've been playing checkers while they've been playing 4D chess. And so now what is the West going to do? In order for the cap, now you might ask yourself, I'm going to give you guys the answer right here. I'm going to give you the answer because nobody else can give this to you. Because nobody knows the game. Because very few people follow the money because very few people actually work and know people that are in the money. Here's the game plan. You are heading for a great reset. Barring any sort of miraculous intervention, you are heading, all of us, United States, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, UK, European Union, you're all heading for a green new deal. You're all heading for a great reset. And the hope of these psychopaths is to impoverish you. They are trying to recreate their neo-feudalism. They're trying to recreate feudalism. What do I mean by that? Folks, they're trying to impoverish the West to make the West 
the working class, the sweatshop of the East. Do you get it? They have failed so bad. They have eviscerated their talent pool so bad. I'm talking about the the Western oligarchs. They have destroyed their own talent pool. They have destroyed their own industry. Folks, do do you understand that certain industries simply cannot come back to this country because we just don't know how to build it anymore? We just don't know how to do it anymore. Do you understand that? So they understood that they've eviscerated everything. The only thing they stand on is what? Human resource, human capital. And this is why since 2013, when Obama opened up the southern borders and you had trains and trains and trains and trains of millions of migrants coming across, what were they given? What did the Republicans and the Democrats give all these migrants coming across the border? They gave them Social Security cards. Now you might say to yourself, well, why the hell did they give them Social Security cards? Because they're a human resource. Folks, you're the capital. I've said this a million times. Take your damn Social Security card, flip it over. You have an alphanumeric you know, bond number on the back. You punch that into any trading computer, your name comes up. Guess what, folks? You are traded as a derivative on Wall Street. You are traded. You are human capital. You are a human resource. And if you notice the infrastructure bill, what did they say about these people coming in? What do they call them? Now, we laughed about it. But do you remember? We said, they said, oh, these are human infrastructure. So you're a human resource, you're human capital, and you're human infrastructure. What do you think the infrastructure bill is about? It's about getting more bodies in here. Because the bodies are going to be the last thing that Wall Street can financialize. And this is why having a body, and you assign that body a carbon credit with carbon offsets, now you give valuation to a body which can then be commoditized, financialized, and derivatized as a packet for investment for foreign investors. I'm dropping bombs on you. I know it's a little heavy, but think about it. Now you understand the game. The Western oligarchs screwed up bad. They're not going to get their one world order. They're not going to get their new world order. We will have a new world order. This is plan B for them. The plan B... An impoverished West serving as the sweatshop for the East and the Western oligarchs being the ones who are going to be involved in the organized bankruptcy proceedings of the United States of America. And of all the countries in the West, we will be the ones that will suffer the most. And this is why we need to stop them. This is why social media and the data that social media mines from you is important because it goes onto your your human index. This is why you're known as human resources. This is why you're human capital. This is why you're human infrastructure. This is why your credit scores are going away. Equifax, Experian, TransUnion, they're all going to get done away with. This is why you're going to have your own social credit score. 
because you're a human resource. And it's not the same social credit scores in China. Folks, you will, what is coming to the, to the United States, you will wish for a social credit score like China's. You will dream of that because you will look at that, at that as, as that being freedom. Because what we're getting is far worse. We are talking about a very sophisticated concentration camps. We're talking about turning the entire country into a sophisticated concentration camp where every metric will be the technocrats' wet dream. Why do you think the technocrats in all their literature will always parrot this one thing, balance the load, balance the load? You're the load. That means you're going to get up in the morning and you're going to have an exercise bike sitting there in the middle of your living room floor, a floor that's surveyed because your Amazon bot is scanning your room, your ubiquitous Internet of Things from your refrigerator to your toaster oven is all monitoring your entire human activity, monitoring how much activity you're creating versus how many carbon credits you're contributing to the system that eventually contributes to the global derivative on which you will be traded. And so you get up in the morning, guess what? You get on your exercise bike, your little elliptical, and you move its arms and you pedal. And then all of a sudden, you see this bar. The bar begins to rise. It's an energy bar, a reading bar. And that bar hits the point, boop, you got your credit for the day. Now you can go ahead. And, that, and the amount of credit you produce, folks, whether it's in your house pedaling to provide energy for the grid or you're going out into the field and working in that sweatshop or whatever, that's going to be your – that carbon credit that's going to be pegged to your name is what's going to allow you to buy food for your family. What do you think this whole Kobe Pass bullshit is? It, it, it's trying to limit where you travel. Why? Because you're going to be a carbon credit. You're going to be a derivative. You're going to be a commodity. And if you're a commodity, my friends, the, the, you got to understand, every commodity in the world, whether it's gold, silver, platinum, palladium, any major commodity, every commodity has a tracking number on it. They want to be able to track you. Why? Because you're a human resource. You only have 20 credits to your name, but you need, you need 50 credits in order to get into New York. Guess what? You're not going to New York. You have uh, you know, 3,000 credits for the month. But buying food and putting gas, and you know, putting uh, excuse me, putting electricity into your car this month has kind of ran you over. You might not have enough money for next next week's uh, grocery bill. Oh, you posted something negative. You you did something wrong. You 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 uh, you said something bad to the regime. Guess what? And all of a sudden, you wake up the three thousand credits sitting in your account. Now you have five hundred. You just got fined. The type of hell you're walking, that most people are walking into, you have no idea. You understand why? Folks, do you get it? This is what the Green New Deal is about. And people stop it at the most simplest of, of, of elementary reasons. Liberty and freedom, which are all important, by the way. But it goes deeper than that. And this is why the banksters, they keep the conversation on, in terms, they keep the conversation on liberty and freedom because that's what people are into. That relates to people. They don't want you delving deeper into the bigger recesses. This is about control, a very highly sophisticated control. This is about impoverishing Western nations, making the West the sweatshop of the Eastern powers because they can't beat the East. People talking about there's going to be World War III. There's going to be a World, World War III. 
Folks, what if I told you only 20% of our nukes actually work? And those nukes which were built, our latest nuclear missile was built in 1973. It's a joke. We don't have first strike capability. We don't have third, second strike. We don't have no strike capability. That's what we got, no strike capability. Doesn't end well. Ain't a World War III. Folks, let me tell you something. People say, you know, I, I've had this discussion with London Paul. Well, V, you know, America's got nukes. What are we going to do with the nukes? Well, the, the nukes will be dismantled. The globalists will have these nukes dismantled and sold piecemeal because everything is for sale. You see, if the citizens of the country are for sale, that means everything in the country is for sale. And isn't it what it says in the, in the book, in the Bible, in the New Testament? Was it in Second Peter? Behold, in the last days, they will make merchandise of you. That's what it says in the in, in, in the good book, in the scriptures. Behold, in the last days, they will make merchandise of you. You're the product. You're human resource. You're human capital. You're human infrastructure. Why do you think the, the Democrats and the Republicans, they don't do jack crap about it? Because it serves the oligarchs. It serves the oligarchs that run this country. My God, don't they? I mean, they 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 yearn for the for the return of the slavery days, folks. They yearn for the return of slavery. Except the slavery this time is not it's not just Africans, it's all of us. And this time it ain't cotton. It's credit. Carbon credits. Put out by central banks, issued by financial institutions on Wall Street. This is the technocratic hell we're walking into. Why do you think there's no impetus in teaching your kids mathematics? Look at Common Core, the most confusing thing in the world. Why do you think this whole gender dysphoria crap is all out there? It's to create a weak and servile populace that will follow orders. I took an Uber ride today. This morning, I had to get service done on my twin-turbo German super sedan. And I went to go pick it up, so I had to get an Uber ride. And I'm sitting in the car with some freaking leftist. And I'm just shaking my head. And the guy's going on and on about, I think the president's doing a great job. I'm like wanting to wretch. I'm like, yeah, 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 that's great. Yeah, well, you know, I'm just like, oh, God, shut up. But there are actually people who believe that. They also believe there's 3,000 genders. They also believe in microaggressions. They also believe in, 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 in genocide that is occurring in Western countries with certain groups pertaining to the rainbow people. Why do you think all this is? They want the most stupidest, banal, dumb, idiotic population you could ever imagine. A population that is sick and sickly. And once they figure out a way to recycle your body and its cells, that's going to be the next thing. Soylent green will become a reality. They didn't give the power away. They lost the power. So the only power left, folks, is them to be the noon surf lords. 
we're the re- they're going to make a crap load of money of, for, uh, off of us. And the majority of people in the West will go along with it. Because they'll be promised, hey, here, here's a brand new electric car for you. You know, you've earned, you're a good citizen. You've earned, you've earned your, uh, your carbon credits. Here's a brand new I- iPhone for you. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Now look at the supply chains. China's exports rose 28% in September from the year earlier level, more than any analyst consensus had forecast. Most important is that China's exports to the United States have risen by 31% when President Trump imposed tariffs on a wide range of U.S. imports from China. At a seasonally adjusted annual rate, the U.S. is buying $635 billion of Chinese goods, equivalent, equal to a staggering 27% of U.S. manufacturing goes to domestic products. That's the sort of import dependency economists associate with third world countries, dependent on former colonial powers. <laughs> I'm gonna, I gotta show you guys this. This is, this is, this is key. This is key. Bill P, thank you for the super chat. Appreciate it. There it is. <clears throat> That's the sort of import dependency economists associate with third world countries. Dependent upon former colonial powers. Folks, you got to understand, the, the game that the West had run roughshod, the oligarchs had roughshod, run roughshod all over Africa and all over Asia, was to have these colonial, you know, these these colonies, and the colonies, even though they're sitting on a r- ridiculous amount of mineral wealth or, or 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 agricultural wealth or what have you, they were always dependent upon the colonial power in order for them to exist. How are we a superpower but a name only? Think about it. Think about it. We are dependent upon everything. During the same period, China's exports to South Korea rose by 50%, to Taiwan 60%, to Germany 61%, but China imports almost as much from these three countries. 